What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. Devin Booker is a bad man. Yeah, he is. And welcome <laughs> to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys. By the fans, that is us. As always, intro and outro music provided by Park and Main. Check them out over at parkandmainband.com. Give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at so says J Paul. Dervish of World. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And we, along with the rest of the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, are available on all podcasting platforms and, of course, brightsideofthesun.com. Yeah? My yeah. Right? Did I do you that? Got right? it. I think been, you got it been, all. Yeah. It's, it's been like four years. So, all right. So. <laughs> Um, Paul, what should we talk about today? Uh, uh, the Lakers clinching first. Oh, did they? Zion's fat. Congrats to them. Zion's fat. (laughs) Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that. We'll talk about all of that stuff, except we won't talk about that stuff at all. We're going to talk about the Suns, but we're going to lead off this episode with a new segment on Fanning the Flame. Actual segment. Actual segment, uh, very, very, very experimental here. We'll see how this goes. But we have a new segment called The First Word. Is that we we decided on, right? First yep. Word? Okay. What we're going to do is every episode, we're going to try to get a Suns fan, whether it be from Suns Twitter, whether it be from, my, I don't know, my neighbor, whoever, to do a little spiel at the beginning. We're going to give somebody one minute to say whatever they want, Phoenix Suns related, And then we'll spend a little bit of the episode sounding off on that. Our first edition of the first word, the first first word, finds my good friend, Sam, who is on Twitter at, what's your handle, Sam? At Sam Good. At Sam Good. Joining us. (laughs) Sam Goody. I'm oftentimes arguing with Justin on Twitter. (laughs) Most Stop. people you, hold on. Hold on. You're <laughs> Sam, you get one minute to say something. That that's now you have fifty-eight seconds. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well I didn't uh, realize my time had started. Oh, 54 seconds. <laughs> so I hate to be the first guest on the podcast of optimism and come in with my often times negative negative negativism. Yep. About the suns. However, I might have to go there. But let me get there for a second. Um, I'm happy with things are right now in the bubble. Who wouldn't be? Three and zero. Devin Booker game winner. I'm sure we'll get to that later in the episode. Mm-hmm. That's also without Ubre. The team's gelling. It finally looks like we have a competent player at backup point guard and campaign. But 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 here we go. Are the Suns even going to make the playoffs next year? Take a look at the West. The teams not in the playoffs as of right now are Portland. We'll be better next year. San Antonio, San Antonio. The Pelicans are going to get better. Golden State's going to get a lot better. And there's Sacramento and Minnesota. So I'm hyped right now, like any Sun fan should be. But do you guys really think we'll be able to get into at least an eight seed next year? Was that a minute? That was that. I don't know how long that was, but that was perfect. That was fantastic. I, I will say this. That's 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 a fantastic perspective to look at. Like that's a very good question. And I'll also say realistic. 
before we dive into that, I also say we also have Dan Duarte with us tonight. Just in case anyone's <laughs> yeah. wondering who that random voice is. That's not that's not my 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 constant constant badgering, and it's not Paul's third personality voice. Um, <laughs> we've got Dan Duarte with us as well, and you know what, Sam? So we'll delve into that from the Sam, Coast to Coast can... podcast. Oh yeah, thank sorry. you, appreciate that, Paul. Dan, yeah, throw in a plug Coast or whatever Coast you want right now, and you can Coast Coast podcast, later. man. Follow us on uh, or listen to us on all major platforms. Uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, me and my co-host Flex, uh, we record after every game, and uh, we record at least once a week uh, if there's not a game. So I didn't, uh, go ahead I didn't, and listen I to didn't, us there. I didn't see your episode come out today. Did what happened there? Ah, I'm just well, kidding. Anyway, uh, that's why you're here. Okay. Uh. So, so hold on, hold on. Let me let me bring some order to so, this. So, so actually, Sam, actually, Sam, if on, you want, if you hold on, hold on. So much. For I, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. There's a little bit of a storm going on uh, on the East Coast. Uh, the hur- there's a hurricane going hurricane. on. Yeah. So, um, shout out to my co-host uh, Flex. He's dealing with some uh, family issues over there. Um, so, hey, shout out, man. Stay safe out there. I was actually supposed to drive down to the border of Mexico today. My wife's uncle is actually fighting for his life right now in Mexico. He got jumped last week. Sorry to be uh, a Debbie Downer, uh, but that's going on. I was supposed to drive her aunt down to Mexico. Um, didn't have, ended up not having to do that tonight. So I'm here with you guys. So um, that's going to be all the negative news I have. So let's, uh, yeah, let's, uh, okay. so this podcast let's of move has started off a really optimistic <laughs> Sam. Now, Dan, <laughs> I don't even remember what Sam said now. Like, Suns aren't okay, going to so, make the playoff. Sam, if you want to stick Next around, year. dude, you're more than welcome to stick around. Dan, if you want to <laughs> leave, you're more than welcome to leave. Um, but so let's 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 delve into what Sam said because you know uh, to be to be quite honest, me being the optimistic guy that I am, I think you know my answer at the end of the day. But I think those are very valid points. I mean, you got to look at, at at Golden State, and they're still Golden State. Steph Curry didn't play for most of the season, and that are still golden state. So that's going to be a concern going into next season. Um, and then you have teams that are improving, but the Suns are included in those teams that are improving in my humble opinion. But what we'll do to start off is let's see who wants to speak first. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Paul. Well, I mean, I completely, I can completely see them not making the playoffs next year. Um, Cause you know, I, I like to be the uh, I tamp down the optimism on this podcast as well, um, but I mean, there's there's a chance. There's always a chance. I mean, you, we we can look at there's um, where's why don't we um, hey why don't we why don't we I'm sorry, Paul. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm going to cut yeah, you, you off. Yeah, you do. Why don't we go? Why don't we go? Yes or no, and then you can explain why. I don't want to hear you hemming and hawing and saying maybe I'm it's not hemming and hawing. You are absolutely I'm, hemming and hawing. I'm I'm literally thinking it through as we go. When I just get a topic, snap, snap response, do it. Have I ever been able to do a snap response? Well, I feel like you're doing a good job biding time right now, so you should have a good response conjured up in your mind. I think they will compete for the eighth seed. Like actively, really? You still haven't answered it. Answer it. Yes or no? Yes or no? 
Thank you, Paul. That's all you had wow. to do. That's but I don't think do. that, but they won't be 13th or whatever they were. Yeah, 13th. They'll be like ninth. Can I ask a follow-up question? Will you feel better about them being ninth than 13th? Yes. Now Paul's just saying yes or no to everything. Now, Paul, now <laughs> Paul's in a deposition. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the West is stacked as shit. I mean, you've got, I mean, I can see Utah blowing, blowing up this year just because freaking Rudy Gobert shut down the league. Um, is it really, is it really stacked though? I mean, if you go down the list, I mean, the Lakers are still going to be there. The Clippers are still going to be there. The Nuggets are still going to be there. The Rockets could blow themselves up because, like, they went all in on this experiment to go, like, super small. And if it doesn't work, I can see Maury losing his job and possibly blowing up, it up. But at the same time, because of the shortened offseason and whatnot, teams might just ride it out and just stick with what they got and not go too crazy with a lot of changes just because they don't have enough time to really figure that out. Um Okay, C could drop off if like they trade Chris Paul because I know I think I think New York really wants a shot at him and they're willing to they don't really have anything to trade for him, but um except for some of those picks that they got for Porzingis. Um but if he goes, I think okay, C would fall off a little bit. I mean, Dallas honestly is just gonna get better. I mean, Luca's Luca's fucking good. Are they are they just gonna get better? I mean, they're on pace for 50 wins as it was. So I don't see, I mean, they're the rest of their bench, the rest of their team's kind of janky and they can just, they can improve that. Um, you know, with off season, Portland's going to come back healthy. San Antonio, I could see falling off just cause at some point it's got to happen. Um, New Orleans is going to, is probably going to be better if they can get a full season out of Zion, but his fat ass, he could be uh, hurt all season again. <laughs> <laughs> Sacramento is going to fall off. Sacramento always falls off. Um, Timberwol- Timberwolves are going to fall off. And then, yeah, like Sam said, the Warriors are going to be back. So, I mean, it's going to be a dog fight in next year. I just, the only thing I can look at is the Suns hat will be in year two of Monty Williams. They've definitely shown improvement through this year and having, and even if, whether they come back pretty similar to they are now, or even still, they've got that core that has kind of worked itself into a unit that actually does operate well. They just need to supplement it so that they can make another leap. You know, I mean, shit, Booker can probably make another leap. Aiden will hopefully make another leap. Mikhail is showing that leap right now. Um, you know, there's definitely room for them to make a jump. It's just, yeah, the rest of the competition is hard. All right, good. I fair, fair, fair answer, Paul. And you know, we can all only hope that Booker makes another leap. So maybe he can <laughs> be better than a B plus Clay Thompson, right? Right, Sam. That's what I said last oh, time we spoke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. all right, Dan. 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 Everybody in this your, podcast. Your 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 me. thoughts on the first word. Yes, I think the Suns will make the playoffs. Memphis, as you can see, not ready. Don't think they'll be ready next year. Um, I think they played out of their minds this year and played themselves into the eighth seed. But now, as you can see, man, they're not ready. Ja is amazing. Um, can you, Jesus, can you imagine him in a Suns uniform? Um, that should have been our pick, by the way. Um, we had the second worst uh, record in the league, which sucks. 
Uh, like you said, man, Zion's out here eating teammates' cakes, uh, birthday cakes. <laughs> allegedly. Um, <laughs> allegedly. Um, I'm still that, uh, and you know, I, I don't, being somebody who gained 20 pounds during the pandemic myself, um, it's, it's, I don't want to, you know, fat shame anybody, but Zion is a big guy. And I'm sorry, you can take all the post workout pictures you want and post them on Twitter. That's not going to take away from the fact that the guy's overweight. He, he just is. And you can see how he runs up and down the court. He they looks need to send him to that camp in heavyweights run by Ben Stiller. They do. <laughs> they really do. Um, you know, camp he's uncomfortable. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> I think that's what maybe, it was. Maybe um, somebody needs to percusize him. <laughs> yeah, man. Tony Perkins. I love that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Clearly, I love that movie, but go on. Well, uh, no, is, that, is that how you got thin, Justin? Did you go to Camp Hope? <laughs> That's how I'm going to get thin again, too. Yes. <laughs> Go on, Dan. Um, you know, I think I'm, that's I'm muting Paul for the record. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Um, Utah. I think Utah is a big wild card. Uh, Utah doesn't seem to be getting along. They're not playing great in the bubble. Um, we don't know the future of uh, uh, Rudy Gobert. We don't know the future of Donovan Mitchell, man. He might not want to re-sign with the Utah Jazz. It's it's just it's a there's a lot of uncertainty there. Houston doesn't like Houston, the racist fans. Th- that too. Uh, Houston, if Houston makes a early exit in the playoffs, they might decide to blow it up. Like you said, you know, with uh, uh, with Daryl Morey, uh, uh, Tillman Fertitta doesn't seem like the greatest owner. So never know there. Um, Golden State. Everybody just assumes that Golden State's this great team that's just going to turn on the switch and come back next season. I don't see it, man. Uh, they, they might be in the playoff picture, but they're not going to be competing for championships. Like everybody says, everybody's a year older. Um, they haven't played in a long time. Uh, we don't know uh, how Draymond green is going to react to that. Cause you know, we all know he's a problem. Um, and we don't know how uh, uh, shit Wiggins was Andrew Wiggins. Thank you. Paul. <laughs> Cause I, yeah, that irrelevant, huh? Uh, yeah, we don't know how Andrew Wiggins is going to fit in there, man. It, it's it's crazy, right? Because everybody just wants to pencil them in, and and I I don't think that's the case. Um, the Mavericks, the Mavericks have Luca and they have Porzingis, and you can you can say, hey, they're just going to get better, or Porzingis can just get hurt, and Luca's not been the poster boy for uh you know for for fitness either. You know, he always comes in a little bit overweight. You don't know what that's going to be like either. He's the guy um, who sneaks in the Musketeers to Camp Hope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, you already have people making excuses for him for that Suns game, right? Oh, he ran out of gas down the stretch. Um, that's why he didn't go to the hoop and he passed out. Because, uh, you know, to, you, be, like having having uh, having uh, the ability to play a full basketball game is not important in the NBA. Well, no. spe- speaking of that, like John, hold Hollinger, on, hold on. Let's not, no, let's not get no. off. Nope. No, let Dan finish. <laughs> no, um, I'm just saying. Just... Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Nope. I muted him. Dan, you finish. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and OKC, OKC's there. Look, man, whether they trade Chris Paul or not, um, they're going to try to get under the luxury tax. They just are. Uh, I think the Suns might be able to sneak in here and trade for somebody like a, uh, uh, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, that might be an option for them. 
Um, but they're going to want to go under the uh, under the luxury tax, and I think OKC is going to fall out of the playoff picture next season. Uh, San Antonio, uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. They always find a way to win, and they're they're proving it in the bubble because they're all of a sudden our biggest uh, uh, competition, I guess, other than Portland. And then Sacramento, Sacramento, man, they're always going to Sacramento, right? Um, people give the Suns a lot of shit for drafting Aiton over Doncic, but nobody gives Sacramento any shit for uh, drafting uh, um, Bagley, Marvin, Marvin Bagley. So oh, that's because nobody cares. That's about yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's so true. Sacramento okay. gives himself shit for it, but nobody as well. Pays they should. To him. All right. So okay, fantastic answers, boys. I'm not going to go into this minutia let's look at the big picture okay the Suns are in the first year of monty williams system the Suns are as we've discussed on this pod as we discussed going into the season as we discussed before the season the Suns were basically a brand new roster this year right the continuity wasn't there they're gonna have a year of continuity they're gonna have a year under monty williams we know that they've all meshed not just during the season but during this bubble and let's look at the teams that they've, that they've beat this year. And some of these might be multiple wins. I'm literally looking at basketball reference and just going to run down a list here, right? So they've beaten Dallas. They've beaten Portland. They've beaten Utah. They've beaten Houston. They've beaten the Spurs. They've beaten Hold on, Boston. You just say all 29 wins? Uh, no, no. I, <laughs> You're just saying all the good teams. Okay. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm pointing out the good teams that they've beaten. Point being, Continue. even in the status that they're in a team that is a new roster this season a team that's under the tutelage of a first year head first year head coach with the team a team that didn't have deandre Ayton for 25 games plus 30 exactly 30 ish but they still beat those teams that you're looking at right now as the ones ahead of them teams that are better than them and this team is going to continue to improve. If they don't, then there, there's a failure somewhere. But every indication we've seen, if any one of you can sit here and look at me through Zoom in the eyes and say, no, this team has not improved over the season, I will drive to your house and punch you in the face. Okay? <laughs> because this team has improved over the season. And there's no reason to doubt that they're going to continue to improve. So whatever steps teams that are quote unquote above them might take, the Suns are going to take a step at least equal to that in my humble perspective. And keep in mind, they're what the second youngest team in the NBA. I think they're the youngest team in the NBA actually. Okay. So even better. So then there's truly more room to grow. I mean, let's think about Cam Johnson pre-NBA stoppage versus now? Mikhail Bridges pre-NBA stoppage versus now? Two completely different Cameron players Payne, as far as I'm concerned. Pre-NBA stoppage versus now? <laughs> Campaign pre-NBA stoppage was playing in freaking China. Okay, now he had come back, I think, and been playing yeah, in was, the, was, the D-League. Yeah, but but D-League, still, yeah. but still. So point being, this team has shown flashes this season of being able to best teams that are supposed to be better than them. Plus. And plus, oh, 
Go on. You know, I'll let you finish. No, 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 no. I want to hear this. Go on. Anytime you can build on my point, Paul, and not try to (laughs) undermine it, I'm I'm all for. Devin Booker is currently a guy writing his resume to uh, um audition himself to have somebody who's looking to switch teams be like, hey, that's the guy I want to play with. Fair point. Fair point. I'll I'll do you one better. Um David Griffin gets a lot of praise for his first season in, in, uh, in New Orleans, right? Yep. Um, he had a disgruntled superstar, uh, who didn't want to be there, traded him for, uh, a, I wouldn't even say a great pack. I mean, I uh, got Brian Ingram. He, he traded him for a great package of players got a pretty and, solid and, package. and some picks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then he looked out into the number one pick. Um, I think what Suns fans don't look at is they look at this team this year and they can't, uh, they can't detach the last four or five seasons uh, or what I like to call the Ryan McDonough years, right? The, the garbage. Um, Ryan McDonough made a lot of bad decisions, man. And I think this season being uh, James Jones's first season and, and showing what he can do to build a team and he gets a lot of shit, right? He got a lot of shit for the Josh Jackson uh, stuff. He dumped Josh Jackson, traded to Anthony Melton. Oh, my God. TJ Warren. Anthony Melton. TJ Warren. I, you know what? God damn it, Paul. Um, I, you know what? I, <laughs> TJ Warren, I, I'm done with that, man. Um, all the national media wants to say, oh, they traded TJ Warren for cash considerations. No, they really didn't. They traded TJ Warren to sign Ricky Rubio and re-sign Kelly Oubre Jr. Um, that's what it was for. And they also had Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Kelly Oubre on their team. So, um, you know, what? if you want to go there, fine. But to be real, TJ Warren, it wasn't what he is right now. He couldn't fucking pass. The guy at quit all. on the Suns. He quit, he quit on, on the, the Suns. He quit on the Suns. He had a, a, twi- a, a, a twisted ankle that lasted the last 50 plus games of the season. Um, he never the played more than head injury. Exactly. What's what was the name of your old segment about TJ Warren? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this isn't the first segment we Oh, thank you, Sam. Look at that. What a fan. What a fan. He does our segment fan the, us. The, it was basically the is TJ Warren back yet, Paul segment. <laughs> and the answer was always no. No. <laughs> Dude, okay. Here's the thing. Look. If we didn't trade TJ Warren, though, we would have him playing point guard. How good will he be? I, I just, right? yeah, I, not no, to rehash okay. the TJ Warren thing, but fucking. But we're going to. We're not going to stop either. This whole, this yeah. new segment thing is spiraling horribly out of control. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the fucking. Did the Suns win on a, but yeah, Sam's over here being like, dude, I've been here for like 25 minutes. Why am I still here? Let's just talk <laughs> about the Suns winning on the buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, my answer, by the way, I don't think I ever actually answered. Yes, the Suns will make the playoffs next year. So let's let's move off of all of this nonsense. Except I'll I'll just call I'll say one last thing. Number 77, people have not paid attention to the fact that, and it's held true. He's not a good three-point shooter. Two years in the NBA. No, he is he not falls a good off. He falls off towards the end of the season. He did that in Europe. It's what he is. So he fell you know off what? with a four-month break. <laughs> 
You know, I defend he needs some more. He needs some additional rest. He needs like three years off well, to fully be okay. ready. Okay. Now I can circle back to this. Thank you, Justin. John Hollinger's piece on the athletic today of four big questions after the first weekend of the bubble. Sam, what were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I hate that you Paul have a button now. <laughs> Paul's on a roll. Let, let him cook. Go ahead, Paul. Let him cook. I don't even know what a lesson you guys heard was. <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam Hollinger. John Hollinger's. John Hollinger. Piece. John Hollinger's piece is about like the four big questions of the bubble. And his first question is, is Luca tired? It's like, he's three games into the fucking season after a four month break. He can't be tired. But the answer but he is, is yes. He is tired. <laughs> he yep. is tired. Did is any he, of you he, see his stat line today? Yes. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it's, it was pretty sweet. He he set a career high in three point percentage today. I think he, he made beat the Kings by four. There are seven fifty fifty free throws. <laughs> yeah, they had fifty three throws to twelve. Fifty, 50 to, to twelve. 12. Wow, I didn't know that. That's even more damning, dude. If I was Sacramento. If I was Luke Walton, I would fly to New York and punch Adam Silver in the stomach. <laughs> 50 to 12? <laughs> like that can't that that that's that's impossible. Clearly it's not impossible. Obviously. And they lost by 4 in overtime. Look, dead silence. Everyone's so shocked by that. So shocked. As well, we should <laughs> Look, be. Man, hey, he hey, was 18 hey, no, let's, 19 against let's, the Suns let, hey, in a yo, yo, forty yo. point game, too. Let's <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the Suns, boys. Yeah, let, 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 please. Yes. Okay. Who scared people around them with the reaction to Booker's buzzer beater? Today? I did. Dan raised his hand. <laughs> Paul raised his hand. Sam raised his hand. My neighbor and I do not live in an apartment complex. I live in a house <laughs> with plenty of space between houses. All right. All right. Nobody likes a bragger, Dan. Well, I'm just saying I, I was pretty loud. My, my son yelled from across the house asking if I was okay. Sam, any funny, cool interesting Dan. stories there for you? <laughs> he woke up his yeah, kid. Did the fire mad. department come and check and see if you were all right? No, but the kids actually were. I was watching in the room while I was, you know, work, you know, working from home. Yeah. Kids were in the room. No tears, though. Oh, that's good. So you didn't scare them too bad. When the Suns won the number one overall pick in that lottery, I did scare the kids pretty bad. This was a little more subdued. I've, gr- I've grown up. I, I, I led, I was at my office, which mind you then means I'm surrounded on both sides by other offices with people in them. And, um, I was a little surprised security wasn't called on me, but well, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. We don't need to just dive into that last shot because that entire game in of itself. Sounds to you, to, 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 to Sam's. He, he hasn't left yet, by the way. I appreciate that. No, don't, don't, don't leave. Never leave, man. You stay. But, but to the point of the first word, that was a win. That was a team win. Booker played fantastic, obviously, but there was nobody else that really jumped out and was like dominant, right? You have, you had a bunch of guys that did what they needed to do to support Booker. And we've seen the exact opposite of that in other games so far since the restart, even scrimmages where Booker 
isn't doing a lot or isn't doing what we kind of expect him to do, yet the Suns still continue to pull out wins. And I think that's a testament to Monty Williams and what he's instilled in this team and to James Jones in terms of the pieces that he's put in place. Any thoughts from anybody out there? Dan's not paying attention. I can Dan's see asleep. that. No, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. I was sorry. I was looking at my phone. I'm listening to everything you're saying. And yes, while, while nobody actually stands out, I mean, you can look at when every time Booker was out of the lineup, there was people that stepped up, right? Campaign. Uh, yeah, DeAndre, I was going to say nobody stands out. He's campaign stood out. How about yeah, yeah. campaign just being like, I get it. I, I, I haven't really succeeded in the NBA. I played in China for a little while, but you know what? I'm going to take 30 foot three pointers <laughs> anyway and just bury them. Two you know games in a row. Re- you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of white chocolate. You remember Jason Williams? Cool. When he would pull up <laughs> from like 40 feet and you'd be like, no. Well, when he does it? an elbow behind the back pass. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, I'm just like, what, what's, what the hell is going on? But it's great, man. He, he stepped up big time. Um, DeAndre Ayton, as much as people like to shit on him, um, he was money from the, from the mid-range. And you know what? It was almost on cue today because I texted you guys and I said, I'd be okay if DeAndre Ayton never shot another mid-range <laughs> shot. And then he like drained six in a row. So I was like, all right, cool. All right. He's also me, still right? – he's, he's – he's, Absolutely a better three-point shooter than 77, just for the record. He, he is. I mean, <laughs> he really is. Yeah, campaign had uh, the best plus-minus for the team, plus 14. Booker was a plus zero. And Sam's gone. He doesn't want to talk to us anymore. He texted me. He said, he said, he said I'm good, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even say goodbye. I don't think he likes me very much. Oh, that's yeah. in, that, you know, Paul. That's interesting. I didn't. I didn't notice that until just now. That Booker was uh, plus minus. He was even. That's very See, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But plus well, I mean, when, when, when you when you win by two, kind of, uh, yeah, plus, <laughs> and plus minus is really. He played thirty-seven minutes. So okay, I, Paul. Plus I know you're looking at it. Bullshit. Paul, I know you're looking at it though. Let yeah. me ask you this. I'll ask Dan. Dan, who do you think led the Suns plus minus today? Campaign. Yeah. What do you think it was? Plus 14-ish. Okay, he saw it. There's no way you just... No, I literally said ass. it like 30 seconds ago. Did you really? really? Yeah. I swear to God, I, I, <laughs> I didn't hear you. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, he was a plus 14. Uh, Rubio is a minus 10. That surprises me, actually. Because uh, Rubio's minutes seemed really... See, uh, that's... Plus minus is such bullshit, man. Like, unless, like... I don't know, man. Plus minus I, in a single game is tough. It, it really is. It, yeah. it, it's if it's if it's over a, a period of time, then it's a trend. But like over one game, it's it's tough to 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 gauge. Yeah, but even in, even even in that like limited sample size, it shows it shows impact well, that players had to some degree in the right. game. Because but I mean, when you were at the end of the day. Game, Rubio had impact. Sarich had impact. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Both of them had great impact. And both of, and those are our two worst plus minuses, 10 well, and, and 8. And here's the thing is I, I feel like that is indicative of a team. Like if you're a fan watching a game and you, and you, and you sit there and go, okay, these guys impacted the game, and then you look and see that they had negative plus minuses, that doesn't mean they didn't impact the game, but it means that other guys, when they weren't in, were, were picking it up. And – and let's think about that. Uh, the, the the first part, of, I believe, the fir- fourth quarter, 
when Booker was not playing and the Suns were able to kind of kind of hang in there, if you will. You know, nothing went crazy. And that 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 I think is the biggest indicator. When you see a team, and they did the same thing in the Dallas game, obviously, because Aiton and Booker were out for a huge amount of that game. You see a team that is able to maintain, even if they don't always improve the differential or even if they lose on, on on the differential a bit, but they're still not costing you the game. That's a sign right. of a team that's clicking. And that's so, what you need to win in the NBA is you need guys who, when they go in, the entire fan base doesn't go, Oh shit, here we go. Right. Which <laughs> is, which is actually weirdly, we've kind of built a bench you know, we've kind of built a bench. <laughs> I mean, instead of like that four point guard. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We haven't built a bench. We MacGyvered a bench. We MacGyvered a bench, but like, if you think about like, Sarge has his role. Um, I think that's the, I think that's the one key. The the Sarge. Sarge has Sarge. his role. Campaign campaigns. You know, establishing himself as that backup point guard. And him and Carter are having some great synergy there at that on yes. that uh, that uh, guard def- particularly from a defensive perspective. You know, if we could get Baines back, like that would be great because then you can move Kaminsky out because um, he's um, he's a, a wash. And you know, if or however Ubre comes back, even if Ubre goes to the starting lineup and Johnson moves back to the bench, Johnson's confidence is through the roof too. So I mean he's like, I love that guy. That's a that's a no, team. Oh, so couple a couple more fun questions for you on the stats of today's game. Um what stat category did the Suns put up a goose egg in? Blocks? Yeah. Nobody had a block. Not a single block on the team. There are only three blocks in the whole game, which is actually surprising to me. Um how oh. much Although the NBA doesn't necessarily do the best at keeping block stats, because pretty sure DeAndre Ayton black uh, blocked one of Zubac's shots today. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'm just saying. I, I'd have to go back and watch the tape. How they've been much, known to not count them. Sorry, sorry, dude. How much? What, what was the spread between the Suns' three point percentage and the Clippers' three point percentage? Like percentage wise, I would like, say I would say twenty five percent. I'm gonna say it was even twenty five point five percent. The Suns shot fifty three percent. The Clippers shot twenty seven percent. Dude, the Suns were ridiculous me, huh? from three tonight. It was yeah. it was ungodly. Yeah, and somehow Booker still couldn't get a seventh. He was six for seven at one point, and then missed yes. the last two. I yeah, almost don't want him to get a seven three. Just uh, that's just the thing for like the rest of his career. He'll yeah. never get a seven yeah. threes in the game. Yeah. He doesn't need it. Fuck it. Who cares? He's not one dimensional. But I mean, if he's putting up thirty five eight and four, I'll take it. I'm gonna call it actually. I'm gonna say Da shoots seven or makes seven threes in a game before uh, Book does. <laughs> you heard it here first. I'm. Will you get a face tattoo if that happens? No. Paul will get a face tattoo if that happens. 
Sorry, we'll buddy. get a face tattoo. And it's great. It's great because he'll be because you know DA's what twenty. So so Paul 21. will be twenty one. So He's Paul will be like actually twenty two. But Paul will be like what fifty something by the time DA <laughs> actually retires and we can actually finalize that bet. <laughs> nice. That's a good time. Hey, in wait, life. wait! You, I never said I never agreed to this. Nope, you have. Uh, you, you know, I feel like if 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 there's a time in life when you get a face tattoo, wait, wasn't there another bet that? I have with somebody that none of us are. Gonna, I thought it was sons related. You really, you really explained that very well, Paul. We can definitely figure what. No, I, no, it was it was with Sam when we were trying to talk that last time that we didn't put in the pod. Where I think we had a bet that like we wouldn't be able, able to like cash in for like fifteen years. So we were, You're right. That did happen. That did happen. Okay. Hey, let's refocus here. Let's refocus here. Okay. No, we don't focus. So I thought I thought you meant my uh, Anthony Davis uh, bet that we had at the bar, but never mind. We had a, you had an Anthony Davis bet at the bar with Paul. Yeah, yeah, no, we recorded it. It was a, more of a hot take, but anyway, I don't even remember we, that one. Wait, we recorded <laughs> let's refocus, guys. <laughs> so confused. Okay, so let's talk about Cam Johnson. Shall we? Yes. Can we? Because here's a guy, man. Talk about getting just panned everywhere when the Suns took him. And okay, today against the Clips, didn't have the best game of of his life. But this is a guy who has started to really show that he kind of like, okay, just comparison might make a little people uneasy. But when Booker got drafted, he was a shooter. Yep. When Cam Johnson got drafted, he was a shooter. He's starting to show a little bit of that ability outside of just when Mikhail Bridges got drafted, he was a three and D guy, right? But both Cam and Mikhail have shown the ability to score in other ways. And that is again going back to the original like going back to the first word. Another reason why I have all all the optimism in the world, as if I need another reason to, with this team. Yeah, nobody well, has I mean, anything to say about no. Like, I, I, just, I you know I, 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 I saw something on Twitter uh, a couple of days ago. Um, it was after the uh, it was after the Mavericks game. So somebody said is, and I, I'm sorry, I don't know who it was. So I'm sorry. I can't give credit to them, but is Cam Johnson, James Jones is Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Meaning is he, his gem that he drafted later in the, in the lottery. Right. Because everybody shit on that pick. And if I'm not mistaken, when Devin Booker got drafted, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't received, you know, with, with, uh, you know, with, with open arms, a lot of people were, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people were very critical of it. Um, I mean, the Cameron Johnson pick was laughed at, laughed at, uh, by Suns fans as well. Uh, people were, uh, dumbfounded. They wanted Brandon Clark and Brandon Clark is a hell of a player, man. He's a great yeah. player. Nobody's denying that, but Brandon Clark, I, I, I can almost guarantee that Brandon Clark will never be as good of a shooter as, uh, Cameron Johnson is. It's just facts. Yeah. And if, no, he can be, 
if he can just be just as if Cam uh, Johnson can be just as good on on defense as uh, as uh, Brandon Clark is, I mean they won that that draft pick, man. And you need to hit on those draft picks because the Suns traded back, right? Everybody's like, oh my god, they traded back. They got Dario Sharage. That was the same day they traded TJ Warren for cash considerations. Um, and they got a lot of shit, but those are the type of draft picks that you need to win. You need to have those Cam Johnsons. You need to have those Devin Bookers, man. You need to have those late lottery picks that that that, that turn out, and that's what's going to build a contending team. Because you have your you have your centerpiece. You have your Devin Booker. You have DeAndre, and you have Mikel Bridges. But you, you need those fillers, right? And you need those guys that are going to be on that are going to be on good contracts because that's what Cameron Johnson is. Um, he's going to be on a good contract for the next four years, um, at least. And that's money, man. That's money. When you can do that in your starting lineup, coming off the bench, whatever the case may be. Um, and if you shoot the three like that, that's, that's key. But I don't know. I'm just rambling now, but you guys can, yeah. No, but I well, mean, you, you bring up a good point because you need, if especially if you're building and not reloading, right? You need role players. You need role players, and and you're gonna find role players most of the time when you're looking at that kind of you know those mid first round guys. Um, and think about people. People say that Cam Johnson Johnson should have been a second round second round pick. Like you know, what? fuck you all. Fuck hey, you it would all. be nice if the Suns could hit on a second round pick for once. Well, they don't have any second round picks. They've been drafted a second round pick for a while. So. But yeah, I mean, moving him into the starting lineup was honestly like a. I know it kind of came out of like necessity because with Ubre hurt and then Sarge getting hurt, it was like a stroke of lucky genius by Monty because it really seems to have unlocked both Cam and. Um, well, actually the entire offensive unit to an extent because it gives it more, more like reliable spacing. Cause I mean, having, you know, Ubre and bridges and Booker provide spacing, but it's not as reliable as cam does. So like, you really have to respect him. And now DA shooting threes, apparently Rubio's been fucking good at shooting threes all year, Man. but nobody realized it. Um, cause it's, just, he just glaringly misses his pull-up threes. Um, Mm -hmm. but then also somehow it also unlocked like Sarge for whatever reason, finally accepted the idea of that bench role and what he can do with it. And he's not, he's not like moping in the role. Like it seemed like he kind of did a little bit during the, the previous season, part of the season. And, you know, where he like was demoted from being a starter and, you know, so he he moped a little bit and then kind of then got injured and whatnot and then was actually even out of the lineup. But now it's like, you know, he that second unit really kind of runs around him in a way that, um, you know, wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that. He happened to get injured. So then we for in those uh, um, the scrimmage games or whatever we're calling them, the um, the second preseason um cam got to got to start and just see how it just like naturally clicked now let me let me let me lead that into this question i i feel like two more things i want to address and then well we can wrap up or we'll delve into other stuff because we'll just keep going and going and going 
A lot has been said about Kelly Oubre, his availability, his health. Oh, boy. Let's assume that you are Monty Williams. If tomorrow Kelly Oubre or his doctors or the team doctors, whoever says, you know what? Kelly can play the next game. Do you want him to play the next game after seeing what this team has done these past three games? No. Yeah. No. Okay. First, Dan, go. I, you know what, Kelly, um, you have had four months since your surgery um, for a six week recovery time, which is fine. I get it. It's pandemic extenuating circumstances. I get it. But what does a week or two more mean? Like, are you telling me that after having four months off a week or two is what does it like all of a sudden everything's cool and you're cleared to play and you know, you can go. No, you're good, man. We're three and oh, don't, don't, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And if they absolutely want to bring Kelly back, guess what? You're going to be the second or third guy off the bench. That's, that's just how it's going to be. And I, I'm sorry. I don't think Kelly wants to do that. And I think that's why he's getting traded this offseason. If Kelly Ubre can embrace a bench role, I think he would challenge Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell for a six man of the year award. He'd be amazing off the bench. And I've told you guys this in the past. I've told you guys in the, I've told you guys this in the past, but before that we didn't have the Cameron Johnson minutes in the starting lineup. We, we, we didn't have that. Um, we just had assumptions that he could play or, we had assumptions that Aaron Gordon was going to be on the team or uh, we we're going to trade or we we're going to sign a, 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 a power forward in the off season. So yeah, man, if I'm the sons, I'm not, if I'm Monty, no, like go, go keep, go keep catching Pokemon, man. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Paul, Paul with the counterpoint go. Well, if he comes back, I mean, at least he's not rolling right into a starting role. The minute he comes back, just because they don't, because he hasn't had a chance to practice and be really be full five on five there. There's no way they would bring him back and throw him straight into a, a starter role and starter minutes. They never do that when they're bringing a guy back from injury, at least at the very least his game one or first couple games, you know, they'll bring him off the bench to kind of ease him into it. So I'm not worried about that in the first place. And, you know, having it, that extra energy to come off the bench. I mean, maybe, maybe in this situation, he accepts that role in this situation because it's a unique circumstance. We're moving through this. We need your energy off the bench. And he's cool with that um, versus like being like, Oh, I gotta be, I have to be the starter, you know? Cause like, okay, that's something we'll deal with for next season. If that, if and when that comes about, you know, right now we've got a good thing going, you know, I, Kelly's not a guy. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who would rock a boat like that. He's like, okay, we're three and O right now. I'm coming in to help this. I'm not coming in to like take over. So, I mean, yeah, he's got the, like kind of the way he plays is like, you know, a little bit of little bull in a China shop and the way he plays a little bit, but that's a whole nother look that this would be nice for the Suns to have a little bit like that guy who can get that, that rebound when, you know, you're not expecting it or he, you know, he is clutching the three, you know, and, and the games he like, he's like, he was like the clutchest guy on that, 
on our team for most of the season in those close games, which was the weird part. Cause you know, most times when you'd shoot that three, you're like, no, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> Cause you didn't want him taking it, but then you remember, oh, wait, he's already hit that two or three times throughout the season. So I think, you know, it's, it's a weird question. Cause like nobody would question if like, Hey, somebody said, Hey, Aaron Baines is ready to play. You know, we're like hundred percent. Yes. Ubre has been a core part of our team for the entire season to be like, nah, I don't want you now. When he's been there, he chose to come to the bubble. He could have just opted out and just like, not, he chose to come into the, into the situation with the rest of the team. He is the biggest supporter on that bench. He's not going to, he doesn't want to fuck shit up. He wants to win. That's fine. I'll, I'll give you that. He is the biggest supporter on the bench. And, but, and go on. Go, no, no, no. Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say to the, to the point of, you know, people not saying, oh, well, Aaron Baines coming back. The, 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 the difference or this, the distinguishing factor there is the fact that Baines the spots that Kelly would fill are – being filled and being filled very well and being filled in a way that's resulting in wins. I don't think anyone would sit here and say, if Aaron Baines took Frank's minutes, well, obviously you'd take more than that, but if he cut into Frank's minutes and he cut into, you know, some of the minutes that maybe Dario was playing, that that would be a net loss for the team or that it would really disrupt anything potentially with how things are rolling with the squad right now. If you say, well, if Cam Johnson's suddenly going to go back to playing 18 minutes a game or whatever, well, I mean, on how he's been playing, I feel like that could be perceived as something that would be detrimental to the squad, but we don't know. I mean, we don't know because again, we haven't been in a situation where we've seen Cam doing this and then, and then it gets scaled back. But to what Dan originally said, I, I get the idea of saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that, but I mean, like last two games, Cam's played 38 and 40 minutes respectively. So, I mean, let's say you basically Carter loses his 11 minutes or that goes, you know, Carter loses his 11 minutes, maybe, um, you know, and Cam, Cam's minutes drop by four gets him down to like the 34 or five gets him down to 32 range and like shit, you know, we don't have to play Booker 37 minutes and even any, or we take some of Dario's 26, you can get 25 minutes for Ubre. And again, right now, if he comes back, he's not, he's going to only going to probably be playing 15, 20 minutes at most in that lineup, at least to start while he gets up, gets his win and gets up, gets up. And by that point they've figured it out and it's, you know, okay. If he needs to be in there longer, that's just a slow massage. It's not a, Oh, this guy's out. This guy's in. It's so like, I mean, the guys who would lose minutes would be Sarich would probably lose some minutes. Uh, Carter would lose some minutes and we could bring cam Johnson played the most minutes on this team. The last two games. I think you're giving Kelly a little too much, uh, too much credit, man, for him to be. I think, like, I, think oh, yeah. I think you're not giving him enough. I, so the, the the truth is probably right somewhere in the middle. So uh, he's 
here's the thing. You've Kelly's, written the dude off because he's in the last year of his contract. No, no, that's not why I'm writing him off. I'm writing him oh, off. I love because, this. I love this. I'm going to no, be so no, close. I'm, muting, my, I'm <laughs> muting myself right now. You guys go. I'm writing, I'm writing him off because he got hurt for more than four months ago. And I get it. We're in a pandemic. He didn't have the right, uh, uh, the right, you know, rehab, whatever you want to call it, man. He is making a business decision not to play. You're, you're, you're really telling me you really believe that he's then why'd he show up 100% because he wants to get paid because if you don't show up, you don't get paid. If you don't show up, you don't get paid. If you show up and you say, Hey, I'm here rehabbing an injury. Guess what? You get paid. And I know people don't want to look at that because everybody loves Kelly and Kelly's the darling of the Phoenix Suns. He's the, he's the darling of the, uh, the, of the Valley boys. And I love Kelly for bringing that culture to, to, to Phoenix. But the fact of the matter is, man, he could have been helping this team from the beginning and he's not, he chose not to play. And you're like, you can say whatever you want about, Oh, his, his rehab, this his rehab that that was a six week, eight week injury at most. And he had four, he's had five months since he had that injury, man. And if you want to say that the pandemic, you know, whatever that, 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 you know, halted his, you know, his rehab or whatever the case may be. Okay. They have what, four weeks in the bubble before their first game, before their first scrimmage. And he couldn't get enough rehab there. He couldn't get right there. They didn't have four weeks. They had like a week and a half, and then they started doing the scrimmage games. Eh, there was some time that. before that where they they, they showed up practicing. I think they, I think they went. I think they went to Orlando like July 11th, somewhere in there. Yeah, it wasn't that long. I mean, they were they opened the gym like the Suns facility, which they had to close down because of COVID <laughs> for like two days. So, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean, shit, man. It's I, I I get where you're coming from, and like, but at the same time, I mean, I don't begrudge anybody being safe with injuries with their body when there's million dollars, millions of dollars on the line. That's and, which is which is fine. I, hey, I I that's that's cool, but don't. I mean, particularly when you went into when going into this situation. Arguably, the Suns shouldn't have been there. The only reason the Suns were, I mean, there, there's Uh-oh. two reasons the Suns were there. Here we go. Paul, there, Paul, we've heard this before, and frankly. All right, Kellen Olsen. Yeah. No, I mean, don't if care. You, <laughs> math it doesn't matter, dude. That doesn't, that, but that doesn't matter, man. I'm interested, though, to hear what Paul thinks about Dan's point about Kelly only being there because he wants to get paid. Like, do you think if, are, and I'll ask this to both of you. In fact, maybe I should direct this to Dan first. Are you saying that if he would be getting paid, even if he opted out and did not come to the bubble, he would have stayed home? 100%. Absolutely. Without a doubt. What do you think, Paul? I don't think so. I don't think you would opt out. I think, I think there's a benefit to, um, you know, if he is, you know, he's going through a rehab, you know, having the true athletic trainers there to help him work through that appropriately, you know, because that's what he missed out on before one, two, he's got a really good relationship with the guys in his team. So, and it's not like he's got a family 
that he's like got to worry about, you know, like, you know, like Avery Bradley and Trevor Ariza, both those are two guys that I'm thinking of off the top of my head who like just straight opted out. Like they didn't like use like an injury, like Bradley Beal or <coughs> um, LaMarcus Aldridge or any of those guys who decided, Oh, I'm going to get surgery now. Um, but he, he has a really good relationship with that team. He, you know, he, so he, I think he still would have gone, um, either way. Um, you but don't. I, I don't, honestly, if he was going to like say, Oh, I'm, I'm going to go, but I'm not going to play like, that's like, what's the point then? Cause then it's like, you're worried about basketball injury, not worried about sick and sick. So I've, I've talked myself out of it. Here, here's an interesting question. I don't know if you guys know the answer to this. With the whole, okay, if you, if you opt out, you don't go, you don't get paid. But if you don't go because of injury, do you still not get paid? I'm not sure. I don't know the, the answer to that. But I know Bradley Beal saying he's not going because of a shoulder injury. That seemed a little bit fishy because he dropped – he was like averaging 35 points in the last six games he played. So unless he got injured playing video games or no, he had been fighting that injury all season. Like, like, yeah, but that's still, so then is Bradley Beal getting paid? Do we know? Uh, uh, players sure. will be permitted to voluntarily opt out. A player who opts out will lose a portion of his pay for the 2019, 20 season forfeiting one ninety second. Of his salary for each game missed, up to a maximum of fourteen games. Why is it? Why is it one ninety? You're the account, Paul. How much is that? Wait, why is it one? Depends on their salary. Um, I don't know. Is maybe they're doing? It's actually one one ninety second point six. What the fuck? All right. Okay. Okay. Let's stop. So, we're going look, down look, like a yeah, ridiculous rabbit hole. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. Go ahead. Look, man, I, I'm. I love Kelly Oubre. I, I do. He, he's he's a great. I, I'm glad he came with the Suns, but I think too many people give him a pass. Way too many people give him a pass. And his whole his social media thing, man. And I'm like, dude, can you just stop being in your feelings for five seconds? Every single <laughs> social media post, he's in his fucking feelings. You know what? I, I would much rather him be Devin Booker where he doesn't post anything. Yeah. Every once in a while he posts, hey, catch me on the, you know, Twitch stream Twitch. playing fucking Call of Duty or whatever. I would much rather that than have these, you know, I don't know, man. I I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's, no. Like, he should be playing right now. He should have been playing from the start. And I get it, man. I get it. There's a pandemic. He's going into a contract season next year, but he had a, he didn't have an ACL tip. He tore his meniscus. Um, he had it repaired. It was a six to eight week injury. And James Jones even said, "Hey, we hope to see him by the end of the season." Yeah. And you're telling me that when play stopped on March 12th or March 11th or whatever you know whatever day it was, he suffered that injury at the end of uh, February. It is. What was no, the first it, game? It, it was like a. It was like a week before. Yeah, like a week before, right? Um, and you know, we're saying the first game was on July thirty first, and you're telling me within that time, you could rehab, 
And you, you, I mean, he had, he could have gone to the Madhouse on my dad. He had, I think he had the, the proper resources, man. I think him and his agent made a business decision. And that's why he decided not to play. That's my opinion. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's fair enough. A lot of, fair a lot of people aren't, won't agree with it, but that's just my opinion. All right. So I, I, I had mentioned we would do two more topics. I feel like we've done enough. All I was going to do was was rail on the referees. I don't think that's necessary, really, because, look, the referees are bullshit. They suck, and the Suns still win despite them. So, fuck you, NBA referees. Hey, they, they, two games in a row playing eight on five, man. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. That's they would have won both those on. games by 20 easy if, if, if they got a fair shake. But – you know what? We'll we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll, save fucking life. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap. Yeah. You know we haven't mentioned yet, and I'll just throw it out there for posterity's sake. Devin Booker was fouled on the buzzer beater too. Let's just yeah, let's just call it what it is, dude. He got fouled. The Sun should have won that game by three. Okay, okay. So they didn't uh, need to though. Yeah, but I would have. You know what? Why not though? Why? Hey, but hey, why we, not? Yeah. How good is Devin Booker? Man? Oh, he's so good. Oh, I love him. So good. Like if, if, if he wanted to have babies with my wife, I would be so fine with that. Is that too much? No. Well, my, my, I think my wife wants to have babies with him. Right. Right. And I every thought your day. wife wanted Kyle Corver, Justin. Oh well, yeah. Him too. But uh, <laughs> Kyle Corver, I'm not cool with Devin Booker. Totally fine with. Okay. Uh, no, I'm, okay. I'm, yeah. you know, one of these days I, I'm afraid my wife is just going to, the uh, in Paradise Valley uh, stocking Devin Booker. So I don't know. I'll my with, my I'll wife go, had a huge crush on I'll David with, Wright of the Mets. I'll and go I was with like, her yeah, if that counts. I understand. <laughs> David Wright. Hey, David Wright was a good looking guy. Yeah, and she's a yeah, diehard Met like, fan. But like, Paul, I, I, don't approve, I don't approve of that. If it was Devin Booker, it'd be fine. But. Devin Somebody Booker. just compared Devin Booker's game to Paul Pierce. I think, uh, you know what? Flex has made that comparison, not his game, more the trade talk. Cause he compared how, you know, before they had that big three, everybody wanted Paul Pierce to get traded and he didn't. And then when they had that big three and, you know, all those you know, KG and, Ray Allen, all them, and uh, he became the truth and everything. He's like, okay, like, more, more of that. Not really the game. I, I no, that's fuck that. No, <laughs> I love how <laughs> I love how Dan started agreeing with you, and by the end of eighteen seconds of commentary, he's like, wait, no, this is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, hey, let's wrap up the episode because I'm going to publish this tonight. I don't want to go to bed. So. Dan, first, I will let you have any... Oh, we start with the first word. I'll let you have any last word. Um, you know what, man? The last word tonight, today was a lot of fun. Oh, so um, much fun. Dude, so much fun. Um, you know, I, I appreciate having you guys on a text thread because we can vent and uh, celebrate through text which is amazing because there's some amazing gifts and uh, comments <laughs> that get thrown around, which are fucking awesome. And I love we have that. A, so, we have a fourth member now that will leave anonymous we, for yeah. his own protection. <laughs> we, we have a fourth member. Yeah, we'll leave him anonymous. Plausible but, deniability. Uh, yeah, very much I wouldn't so, want so. to be associated with <laughs> us either. 
I, I definitely appreciate that, man. That's awesome. And um, the Suns are three and zero, and I don't know what to do with myself, guys. I I, I want to be like fuck everybody that was like you know doubting them, but at the same time, you know I'm scared because like what if they get blown out by fifty? <sighs> you know, ten years of trauma that will do that. Look to to, to to that point. Uh, you know, I've I've been very quiet on Twitter. And you sure have. That, that, there's, that, there's, that kind of surprises me. Both of you guys have actually. There's a reason for that. I, I, I am now, I am now approaching this with not blind optimism, but cautious optimism. And I certainly don't want to be the cause of jinxing the sun. So I'm going to continue my subtle Twitter ways, and maybe they're not that subtle. I don't know, but subtle for me. Uh, and. Jesus Christ, let's just love this ride, right? Like, you know, yes. And you know what? Soak it in. There was a certain tweet out there today that I replied to. The whole, hey, we could ride this to the playoffs, but let's not remember that hole A and hole B and hole C on the team still exist. You know what? If you're going to have that mentality, fuck you. This is the most success we've had in the last 10 years, and it's awesome. And it's a lot of fun and enjoy it because we like, if and anything that's is, off season problems, we're not worried about, yeah, yeah we're not, re- we're not worried mm-hmm. about that. And as, if, if we've been taught anything over the last 10 years is we don't know where the next good moment is going to come. So enjoy it, man. That's, that's, and I'll, I'll end my, I'll end my rant there. Paul. Yeah. Final, final thought. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm really looking forward to, uh, showing, uh, the Pacers why, um, cash considerations was worth it. Paul always, a uh, Paul's last thought is always looking forward to something and I love it. I like I it. I love it. Love it, man. Oh man. I, yeah. You know what? You know, let's not even, let's not even delve into that. We don't need to worry about the next game. Let's enjoy this win right now. Let's enjoy the direction we're seeing this team going. Let's enjoy this ride. Oh, actually, I do have a final can. thought. You're welcome. Come on, Paul. Um, did, did you guys know? Um, so it sounds league like a pass, question, not a thought. On League Pass, they yep. uh, <laughs> Nate you know and Larue. Yes. Yeah. They're calling the Pacers Suns game. Thank God. No way. I don't, yeah. I don't have league pass. <laughs> I, I, so, it doesn't matter. Even if I did, I'd, it'd be blacked out. Or I do have it, but it's going to be blacked out. So I have to watch. How do people like that get to call games? I just, I'm, I'm curious. They've been doing that side casting on their own for fucking ever. So they, I guess, proven themselves. So you guys, can't watch you guys, you guys, so you guys have like, what, three, four years ago before you guys would call an NBA game? I call NBA games every NBA game it's just me by myself that's the problem maybe I'll start recording that and just start posting it maybe we'll get a Patreon and we'll start posting those oh Jesus Christ I don't know. that <laughs> oh, sounds like geez. a lot of work dude I we do Paul we've put out one podcast in the past like fucking three months let's call yeah, it so, hey, hold on wait wait what's up with that why when are we we need more fanning the flames Thank you, Dan. I agree, we do, but yeah, you know, 
just the as last a, one was is, a confluence of each of us come having some reason that we had to cancel. We've had minute. so many plans, but yeah, we, we get, you know, and sometimes I just get tired. I do this for free, Dan, and people yeah. get so mean to me and it hurts my feelings <laughs> and I really can't handle it. <laughs> listen, listen, uh, I'll say this, uh, uh, both, both, uh, both ends of the coast to coast podcast are more than happy to help you guys out. If either one of you guys need either one of us to step in, I guarantee you we will. So, hey, if Justin... Well, he flexes up till 5 a.m. every, every yeah, day. That's good to know. Next time, <laughs> shit, next time I'll... Hey, right next, now, time, next time I'll text flex then, shit. <laughs> <laughs> good one, buddy. Good one. Oh shit. Okay. So we'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap up this episode of fanning the flames. We'll wrap up this episode with the undefeated bubble Suns, and hope the next episode continues with best net rating or fourth best net rating. Look fourth net best net rating. Right. Fantastic. Who cares? Best record (laughs) and knocking on the door, baby. We haven't even mentioned the fact that the Suns are what? One game out of ninth right now. One and a half. I think one and a half after uh, yeah. Portland. Fucking Rockets. But, God damn it. Thanks, Mike yeah. D'Antoni. Appreciate yeah, that. Thank, thanks for nothing. That's an ASU problem. As far as I'm concerned, James Harden way to fucking waste everything. Anyway. So <laughs> Dan, Dan, why don't you throw out, why don't you throw out one last time? Your, your Twitter account, throw out flexes, throw out your pod, do all that fun stuff. man. Yeah, most definitely. So uh, yeah, check out the coast to coast podcast. Uh, like again, we, uh, we record every week, uh, minimum every week. Uh, if there's a Suns game, we usually recap after. I know there's not one today. There will be one tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, follow us. Uh, our Twitter handle is Coast to Coast Pod One. Uh, my Twitter is D Duarte eighty nine, and then uh, Cruz Fe thirteen for my co co host flex from jersey so uh feel free to follow us uh on the twitter awesome and we appreciate you having you being on man uh even though <laughs> i was texting paul before i'm like should just ask dan to be on with us he's like yeah why not that sounds fantastic so we appreciate you being here though man um we appreciate as always everybody listening you can find me on twitter i'm at sosa's j paul still at dervish of world i didn't change it during is- the pod and the pod is at fan the flames NBA. We have a email address too, apparently that Paul found out today. Maybe we'll use that someday. Who knows? And Hey, he's not going to tell you what it is. If you want to, I forgot what it is to be quite honest. It's something with fan flames, NBA at Gmail, fanning the flames, NBA, Gmail. I don't know. But, but for those of you who enjoyed the first word and you want to be the first word, you could have that opportunity someday. We're going to keep doing that. It was fun. It got us off the rails a little bit. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll rein it in eventually. But it wasn't that again, the point. Yeah, that is. Isn't that the entire point of our podcast? Like anybody who's made it to this point right now of this episode, just, hey, you know what? Thank you. Tweet, tweet out, tweet out like smorgasbord, just so we know. So we know You're that's like the code word, right? You are yep. a hero. Uh, because we're always coming off the rails. That's how we roll. That's why we do it. That's how we do it. And that's why we are just fans talking about the Suns, right? So all of that being said, thank you for listening. And depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or 
good, good evening. <laughs> Nobody? No, Paul's nothing? No, nope. oh, I thought Paul. Nope. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs>